0: Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Tales. I got a lot of feedback from the um, Killing Villains issue and I'll touch on it real quickly and I may expand on it in another issue here but it was my it was my belief and my feeling that the good guy eventually has to remove the bad guy from the scene and that can't happen if the bad guy continually escapes and puts other harm puts other people at harm and I've listened to some other philosophical feelings on that there's a there's a famous one with a trolley. If there's if you've got a bad guy and you can and there's a runaway trolley and if you kill the bad guy you'll save um, a bus full of children, uh, or if you let it go because you don't want to kill the bad guy he's going to end up killing this bus full of children. Is it better to do one or the other? Uh, basically, that's the premise. And I I gotta believe you you kill the bad guy. Uh, But I got a lot of grief about that because I said, well, you're you're advocating murder. I said, I'm not advocating anything. This is comic books. I was very clear. This is not real world. In real world, that situation may be different. We're talking about an avowed criminal who lives to kill, lives to harm others, and the justice system cannot seem to contain them, whether it's the Red Skull or the Joker or Dr. Doom or whomever. If the system can't contain them, the system can't protect the people, does it not fall to the hero to protect the people? And protecting the people does not involve capturing this person and putting them back in prison so they can escape and do it again. That's not protecting. That's simply delaying the process of killing people, but it doesn't, it doesn't protect anyone. And I think that's the philosophy I was trying to get across. So I'll delve on that in a little bit probably in a future issue. I've got a, a gentleman I want to bring in. We can talk about that at length, but I just wanted to say, I'm not advocating murdering anyone at any point anywhere. This was a philosophical discussion in a comic book. Remember that people. So what do I want to talk about today? Then that we put the, the killing comic book evil to, de- to bed for the moment. I want to talk about what if Marvel comics never existed. And you can expand that into what if it existed for a period of time, but then ceased to exist, which could have happened over uh, numerous times over the years. What if Stan Lee had never decided to work for his uncle Martin Goodman uh, and become the writer and the the face of Marvel Comics? Um, there's a little known fact that you most people don't know is that Martin Goodman, who was the founder of Timely Comics and eventually uh, Marvel Comics. He actually was supposed to be on the Hidden Hindenburg in 1937, coming back from Germany, and he changed his plans at the last minute. So he more than likely might have died prior to ever getting Marvel Comics ever existing. It's one of those ripple effects, butterfly effects you you think about. But let's say you Stan Lee does write his great American novel and decides comic books are not for him, and he doesn't work his darndest to make Marvel comics, what it is today and make no mistake about this. Stan Lee is a huge reason why Marvel comics is in the pantheon of discussion for entertainment uh, in today's culture. Now he didn't do it alone. No, there's no question about that. Jack Kirby was influential in the early years. Um, a lot of other talented artists, writers, people made Marvel comics, what it is today, but you don't have Stan Lee. You don't have somebody, you know, quarterbacking that whole thing and making it possible and, and beating down the doors in Hollywood to try to get Marvel uh, on the scene. So Stanley is a huge focal point. But let's say Stanley does write his, his great American novel. He goes out and writes his great American novel and he's successful, not successful, but he pursues that for the rest of his career. We don't have some of the, the characters we, we know and, and love today, which means they don't exist. Now, they could exist in form with, with another company. Um, But then you're left with more than likely you're left with DC comics and you're left with, um, I would say a pale imitation of what comics should be. And why do I say that? I say that because if there's no competition, you tend to give the base minimum necessary to create what you're creating in in your, in your environment. Um, one, one electrical provider choice in your area means they can jack the rates up to whatever they want. One cable provider means the rates are different for you than they are where there's competition. Competition breeds, um, the ability to adapt and change. You don't, if you don't have that, you tend to be stagnant. And I think what you saw in the, in the 50s with DC Comics and even into the early 60s, was a stagnation of the comic genre. It left an opening for a Marvel Comics to enter and create a different way of viewing things, a more realistic, a more um, locally focused. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. It It allowed Marvel Comics to step in there where DC should have shut the door quickly. The door should have been slammed shut. There should have been no question whatsoever. that DC was the dominant force in the comic book world. And they let it slide because it was not a lot of competition. It was not a, a huge publishing house. They, they weren't, they owned everything and they didn't do that and allowed Marvel to come in. But if Marvel had not done that, if with Stanley and Jack Kirby and, to lesser extent, Martin Goodman, and not allowed those things to happen, you you wouldn't see the world the way it is today. You'd see, I I, I predict that DC Comics, if it still existed, would be a far shadow of what it is. You wouldn't have the Dark Knight from uh, from DC. You wouldn't have the the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies. You wouldn't have arguably Batman versus Superman, good or bad. You wouldn't have stuff like that. Because you wouldn't have somebody challenging that. So you have to think about that in in respect to what created that. Everything isn't created individually and exclusively on its own uh, apart from everything else. Everything is a part of a a larger grouping. So if you've got DC Comics and you have no Marvel Comics, you suddenly have just DC. who says we don't have to challenge the status quo. We don't have to get better. We don't have to make ourselves better. And by extension... And this is key, and I think people forget this. You, you create that vacuum, but if you don't have more people talking about comic books, maybe comic books don't survive into the '90s to be collectors' items, or maybe they do, but they're they're weaker because of it. You don't have the noise around it. We talk about it in marketing circles that it's it's creating the noise around your your product, which means you you take a small pie and you make it larger. So even if you your percentage hasn't increased, the pie has increased, therefore you get a bigger slice of it. So if you go from a 12-inch pizza to a 16-inch pizza and you still only get half of the pizza, you've gotten more because you're now on a 16-inch pizza. That's what, that's what the Marvel DC back and forth over the years, decades, has created. And I think that's where a lot of people forget. You have to have somebody pushing you and challenging you. Do not get better. If you don't have somebody pushing up and running up from behind to try to make you a better writer, artist, uh, storyteller, if you don't have that, you get bland, blase, and that's what you got in the fifties with DC. Marvel was mostly focused on westerns and um, um, models and you know women's soap opera type books, and DC was still running their comic book, their superheroes, but they were. It was weak. It was very weak. The 50s are not considered a really good time for the comic book industry because the stories were so poor. They were very, very poor. You get 30s with the start of the Golden Age, into the 40s of World War II. Post-World War II, it starts to drop off dramatically, and the 50s are just dead from a superhero standpoint. Uh, You had your sci-fi stuff. The 60s was a resurgent in the Silver Age, and I think that's where... It is huge, huge, huge for Marvel to be part of that. So let's say Marvel does exist in the early 60s. Stanley does what he does. We get into the 90s. Marvel's flying high because the the collectors are out there buying up multiple issues of multiple books. You have the X-Men book in the early 90s that um, had – I think it had 12 different covers um, to, to run that you could put together and make a, a – a nice picture that goes away. Marvel declares bankruptcy, which they did. Disney doesn't step in, which they did, but Disney doesn't step in and and save Marvel and become something more. Um, Marvel sells off the rights to, you know, fantastic four and Spider-Man and the X-Men. So maybe you get those movies, but if there's no comic house to create storylines, how long do those last? Truly. If you if Marvel goes out of business in 94, as could have happened, as sh- probably should have happened in any other place, y- yeah, you've sold off those rights, but how much are they worth? Are they truly worth what you thought they were when there was still a publishing house of Marvel, um, the house of ideas? Or is it by 2000 when we're getting to the X-Men movies? It's been five or six years since Marvel existed. Does that mean that there's nothing out there to push those movies forward? I give you an example because Marvel just just recently in the last year killed off the Fantastic Four They're killed off get cl- closed the book. There is no Fantastic Four book being published currently, which has not happened since the, the beginning of Marvel Comics. The Fantastic Four movie from this past summer tanked. Now, is there a connection? Well, the, the movie was horrible, so <laughs> there is a connection. But. There's nothing to back it up. There's nothing to support that movie. There's nothing saying, hey, there's new great stories about this characters, about these characters that you need to go read. Therefore, why would you go see the movie? You know, in a a movie, movie has to do a lot to, to create a backstory and create interesting characters quickly and that you feel involved with. And the comics, to a great extent, allow that to happen. Batman versus Superman. You knew Batman and you knew Superman going in. So you at least had a background. Maybe you didn't know Wonder Woman or Doomsday, but you at least knew some stuff going in. Now you don't have the backlog of information because nobody cares. And that leaves you with this. I don't know enough about it. I'm probably not going to go see it. I'm probably not going to see that movie because I don't understand what they're trying to do. Versus, oh, yeah, for the last six months, I've been reading up on this these characters and suddenly now I know what they do. I know what they're about. I want to see this movie. Even if it's a bad movie, I want to see it because I'm invested with the characters. You're not invested with the characters if Marvel doesn't exist. So somebody introduces a fantastic four where Marvel doesn't exist in that, in that realm. Does it do well? Probably not. Do the Avengers, you know, or are you still thinking about the 1960s TV show, the Avengers? Does the Avengers comic lead to the Avengers movie? Of course it does. You you wouldn't. The movie would not have existed without the comic books. It doesn't work that way all the time. You know, some, typically when you have a movie, you need to have a book or you need to have a concept that's written before you have an action film. Um, and there has to be some backstory where people say this is either universally intriguing or it's interesting enough that I want to learn more. If it's not universally intriguing then you have to have something to fill in those blank spaces um, and lastly this example Star Wars the movie in 1977 the comic book and the fictional novel were written with the thought process of we're trying to goose this space opera and we need the comics and the and the novel to help do that and these are written by people who had not necessarily seen the movie had a basic idea of the characters and were written and published before the movie came out. It goosed the sales of tickets because people kind of got a feel for it and said, "Hmm, this is kind of intriguing. I'd like to see that in live action. Now, if you go back and look at the first comic, Star Wars comic and the novel, they're not exactly the same as the, the movie and that's okay, but they, they got people interested i I would contend that the comics have to do the same thing, so if Marvel Comics had never existed or failed to exist past the bankruptcy in the early nineties, I contend that what we have today would be a much blander if it existed at all paler entertainment um opportunities d c on their own would not have challenged the status quo. In the 60s, they would not have made better comic books. They would not have made more interesting characters. You would have had what you had right up and through um, the late 90s with DC, which was dull, 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 okay, with the exception of The Watchmen and Dark Knight and Dark Knight Returns. With the exception of some of those things, you would have had a very dull DC universe, and there was even a time in the mid-'80s where DC – Warner Brothers Brothers actually tried to sell off all of the DC Universe to Marvel because they were doing a better job with comics than DC was. And Marvel decided they didn't really want it because they figured they weren't selling that well. Now, why do we want your leftover scraps? What What do we want to pay for? So you can imagine a world in which Superman and Batman are published under Marvel Comics instead of DC. That's something for future reference. We'll talk about that another time. Try to world, imagine a world where you didn't have this stuff, and I think it's a it's a lesser, um, darker world without the the Marvel universe in it. So if you enjoy Marvel comics, and you enjoy Marvel movies, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel TV, then you have to be happy that Stanley never wrote that great American novel because we would be um, poorer because of it. Thank you for joining me. I always welcome your questions and your comments. I'll talk to you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>